Coming up next on The Jeff Crilly Show, you're gonna meet a former special agent who's leading a movement. It's the anti-fragility movement. He'll explain next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I am always looking for interesting guests, and this man's life could become a movie. <laughs> uh, worked for the government for 20 years, uh, uh, 12 of those years as a special agent. Uh, Ron Holloway, he's leading a movement called the Anti-Fragility Movement. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, I want you to share a little bit of your journey. So, uh, special agent, what mm -hmm. was that like? So, I was in the Bureau of Diplomatic Security. And as you know, FBI has special agents. There's TV shows like NCIS. Even USDA has special agents. Uh, but we have different functions. Our particular function is protecting everything that has to do with diplomacy, from running security at embassies and leading the Marine security guards and guard forces, to counterintelligence, to uh, places like Benghazi. We were there with Ambassador Stevens. Not a lot of people know that. And uh, my particular focus was major event security. So I've been embedded with the men's national soccer team. I've worked a number of Olympics. And my final gig as an active agent before I went into investigations was I was helping run U.S. government security operations for the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Wow, that's amazing. And now you're taking some of the wisdom that you learned um, serving the government and serving as a special agent, and you're giving that wisdom to others. We've got a copy of your book that we're going to put on the screen. I want you to talk about this. Uh, Anti-fragility, 10 principles to live by to turn crisis into opportunity. Ron, what does that mean to you? So part of it, it means my story. Part of it means, a, it really means a way of thinking, but it's also traits, skills, and beliefs that we can, skills we can do, beliefs we hold, and traits that we can draw out of ourselves and others. Sure. One of the things I love about this man is uh, he is vulnerable in this book and he admits that he went through a dark period. Can you share that with us? Sure. I'm one of those wounded warriors. You know, and part of what I want to do is be out here and be a voice for him. Uh, in 2010, 11, I essentially shut down. Uh, to put it in perspective, imagine driving down the road, the radio on your car shoots up, car starts making engine noises, all the lights on the dash, and then the car shuts down. And that's essentially what happened to me physically and mentally. Uh, fortunately, my wife was there and she got me through a lot of it and she caught it and got me the help I needed. Wow. Yeah. And um, pulling yourself out, uh, when you wrote this book, are you sharing some of the secrets that you learned to pull yourself out? 
Yeah, so I'm sharing the 10 principles, looking back on a decade of experience and studies and bring them together for the whole person. Uh, you know, we're patchwork quilts and we have all these life experiences, you know, kind of like the, the quilt your grandma used to make out of different fabrics. In my particular fa fabrics in my quilt, or some of them are quite unique. I was told recently by a member of the Dallas Cowboys, former member, that I've got some silk. And I told him I also have some burlap. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's I love that. It. We're going to uh, show the website and kind of scroll down because uh, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a coach. Uh, when we talk about the anti-fragility movement, what does that mean to you? It means a way to handle things that happen in the world. We have so much going on. We've got social change. We've got economic change. And people will call it crisis, but what I call crisis is just changing the status quo. Change, it's Darwin. It's a catalyst for adaptation. And when I look at the competitive advantage, adapt earlier and adapt more appropriately and you're the fittest. And your book couldn't be more timely. Not only um, do we have uh, you know people coming off of COVID, but you have a younger generation that I'm just going to speak as a boomer. We kind of wrapped them in shrink wrap and didn't let them skin their knees, and so they they they're not used to the adversity that their parents and grandparents went through. Right. Uh, I would say I was fortunate. I'm a Texan by ancestry but Alaskan by childhood and things were a little rougher out there. And uh, I didn't get bubble wrapped. I had some life challenges and, and turning those life challenges into lessons are part of what got me through everything. But uh, looking at what young people are facing these days. Uh, yeah, there's definitely stuff to it. And I didn't coin this phrase anti-fragility. Someone else did, but it's, there's really no proper term to say the opposite of fragile other than to say anti-fragile. Mm. So fragile, you get hit, you don't come back. You know, you're the first piggy in the three piggy story and you get eaten. Anti-fragile, you're the third piggy. You have a house of bricks. Yes. And uh, you eat the wolf in the end. Well, I know you're a believer, uh, Ron, as I am. Do you believe that the journey you went through was supposed to happen so you could share it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe things happen to our lives for us and not to us. Uh, a big part of it is capturing the lessons. And as, as I wrote in my book, you know, I don't preach any particular Kool-Aid. I've traveled the world. I've seen all kinds of ways of life. However, there's something greater at play. And at night for a long time, and I still have these head sensations and uh, ringing in my ears at night. And I would pray. You know, I'd put my hand on my forehead. I called it the modified fetal position, just curling from stress. And it was the same prayer. It was... It was a deal. If you give me the strength, if you give me the strength to endure what I'm going through long enough to learn the lesson I'm meant to learn, I'll teach it to other people. Mm. And that's the bargain. And that's, that's a big part of why I'm here today is just to add my testimony and uh, live up to that bargain. Because either I'm just a bunch of atoms vibrating really fast and sure. I'm going to be dispersed or there's something greater at play and that's a bargain I don't want to break uh, Absolutely. Whatever's out there. Ron, let's talk about the importance of the story that we tell ourselves, because I think there's an old expression that whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. Right. 
So uh, when you were pulling yourself out of the depression you were in, were you able to tell yourself a different story or reframe your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a huge skill is reframing. You really have to and, and taking the right perspective. And the first principle in the book is you are the hero, hero of the story. And that goes back to Joseph Campbell. It's the monomyth. It's the theme in just about every movie we watch is someone's in the ordinary world. Then there's something that happens, a catalyst. And they go on this journey and they meet people and they learn things, they develop skills, then they face that big boss at the end in the video game or whatever. And then afterwards, you're a different person. Mm. And I immediately, and it was weird, I would have things come into my subconscious because I'd get up every morning at three and journal. And I'm really good at searching for things on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I just put the words together, hero's journey. I made a conscious decision. This is my hero's journey. And then I learned about Joseph Campbell and others. Wow. So when you're visiting with uh, a fellow veteran, um, are you able to reach them in a unique way? Because you've walked more than a mile in their <laughs> shoes. Right, right. And I still walk. I still walk. And I hope this journey is never over because it's taught me so much. And, and I've got some of those Jedi mind skills now. But I think a big thing with me is uh, I've got my man card. You know, I'm a veteran. I served in the former Yugoslavia. I was a special agent. I joined right after 9-11. Uh, I'm a martial artist. So a guy can talk to me and, and I can get through that macho side of it and say, look, what you're facing isn't just a matter of grit. It's a matter of being smart. Mm. And while we're speaking about veterans, I think one of the things that you know we hear is, uh, well, stuff those feelings down. Don't um, acknowledge those feelings because in the military, they're training you to go to war. They have yeah. to toughen you. Uh, but those, at some point, those feelings have to be dealt with. Right. Right. And to be honest, to be fair with the military, they're really investing a lot in this stuff. And I'm hoping to reach out. I'd actually like to get back to my old unit. Mm -hmm. uh, in the army and their mental health is huge. They've got an epidemic. I also hope to reach people in law enforcement, uh, suicides, an epidemic in law enforcement. Yes. I think it's one of the, one of the top professions where people commit suicide or have drug and alcohol problems. Yeah. Ron, we're almost out of time. So, uh, look into the camera on the left. That's your viewer. Uh, what do you want to say to the person who's struggling right now? There's hope you have it in you. And in any ill that befalls you, turn to yourself and ask, how do I turn this to my advantage? It's mm, powerful. We're going to end with the website, which is aerocoachingllc.com. The great Ron Holloway. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.